Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Uh, we are joined on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Always great to talk a little football. Tiki Barber, former NFL running back and co-host of the Tiki and Tierney Show on CBS Sports Radio. You can find him at Tiki Barber on Twitter. Now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Tiki, how you been? I've been good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, wish we had a lot more sports to talk about, but we certainly understand <laughs> the situation that we're living in right now. Uh, let me start off with, uh, as a guy that is in the media, as a guy that has played sports, with everything going on in our society today, do you feel, uh, you know, because some athletes say they feel the pressure or the need to speak out or take stances and, and such. Do, I mean, how much do you involve yourself in that? Or Because obviously you're a sports talk show host, so you have the discussion, but um, as an athlete at the time, how much did you feel the ne- the, 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 the need to be outspoken? It's interesting because it, they, these issues have been around for, I mean, forever. I mean, they've been around for 400 years since the first instances of slavery in this country in 1619. But they haven't been top of mind for a lot of people because it just wasn't blown up like it is now or expo- exposed like it is now because of social media and the different ways to communicate. Um, it, you used to have to wait for you know, traditional media, whether it would be CBS or NBC or Fox or whoever, to give you the information. Maybe you would read it in a newspaper. Uh, But today, you can find all kinds of content. And some of that content is good and some of it is bad. So when I was playing, uh, when these issues would come up, it it was a blip. You'd see it and you'd get, unless it was personal to you, you, it would be a uh, you know, a small spot in your your day, and then you'd go on with your day. Now you're immersed in it, and it not only does it create emotion and anger and frustration and confusion, and, and at times it confuses you. You don't know what to say, um, and you don't know what you should say or how to say it. And I think we're finding that is the case with a lot of Caucasian athletes and, and white athletes who are, I think, trying to say the right thing. They just don't know how to say the right thing. And if they're just slightly askew of of what should be said or what should be acceptably said, they get lambasted for it. And I don't think that's fair. Um, but from our perspective, you know, my co-host, Brandon Tierney, is white, and he's from Brooklyn, and I'm black, and I'm from Roanoke. And he probably grew up with more black friends than I did because there, yeah. you know, there was only four or five of them in our school. And so our perspectives, per, perspectives are unique. Right. In a, in a sense. And so when we get a chance to talk about these things, we can hit it from so many different angles. Uh, and I think, you know, to, to you know, shortly answer your question, even though that was a long answer, the short answer is we have to talk about these things. And I think Brandon and I are in agreement. If these come up, it's, it's our duty to not ignore them um, and, and bring them to the forefront. And more importantly, have our audience 
you know, engage with us. You know, we're one of the few national shows that I think that takes calls, regularly takes calls and lets them express their opinion. Uh, and I, I think that's the only way that we can lo- learn and grow and you know, develop different perspectives on what's going on in the world. Uh, it was interesting. I was reading Jason Whitlock's stuff today, and he said social media is the real pandemic killing America and the freedom of discussion. Because it seems like the minute we get outraged, we take the social media to attack and to garner support rather than discuss and disseminate the ideas. Um, in the in the era in which we live, do you believe that we are too quick to just try to gain support at all costs? And going back to what yeah. you stated, it, you, you do have a lot of people that ha- you, 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 I hate to think about my words. I hate it. Because I just want to say, yeah, yeah. this is what I'm thinking, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, or you tell me what I'm doing wrong, or you tell, you know, I, the, the loss of constructive criticism in today's day and age is almost uh, abhorrent. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's, it, that's exactly right. It becomes it becomes vitriolic. It's it's like you're the worst person in the world because you unintentionally misspoke or were unintentionally ignorant about something. I don't mean ignorant in a bad way. I'm just meaning not knowing, right? And you know, I did this exercise or this moderation earlier this week with the Ross Institute for Sports Inequality. It's Steve Ross's uh, 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 organization that he started after the Trayvon Martin thing happened down in Miami. We all remember that, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, part of the conversation was focused on what's, what's equality versus equity. And when you first hear it, you're like it's it's the same thing. I mean, it's semantics, but essentially it's the same thing. But really, if you dig into it, and this is what we were doing, it's it's, it's vastly different because equality is giving everybody the same thing. It's you know, and, and they they illustrated this with an example of a tall guy standing at a fence watching a baseball game, a medium sized person standing at a fence watching a baseball game, and a small person standing at a at a fence watching a baseball game. If they all had a stoop to stand on, the tall guy easily could see. The, the middle person could now see. The small kid could not see still, right? But he, it was equality. They all had the same thing. They all had the same resource, right? But in order to make the, 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 the viewing field level, you had to take the, the resource away from the tall guy and give it to the short guy so that now the tall guy could see the middle person could see and the short kid could see, um, but it doesn't, it's not equitable. Uh, it's not, it's not equal, but it is equitable, right? And there's a difference between the two. And that's, that's where race relations are in this country. Yes, there is equality in theory, but there is an equity and understanding that difference is something that takes a little bit of effort. Um, and if people aren't speaking it the right way, then it gets really loud. And if it starts to get loud, it's just hard to pay attention. You know what I mean? Like when right. I when I forget to you know uh, vacuum the living room, my wife gets really loud at me, and I'm like, I, I don't I don't know what you're saying. Like, call up just ask me, just ask me to vacuum the living room, <laughs> right? It's like noise. It, it it makes you it makes you defensive. You know what I mean? Right. So when we get really loud in this country, it's good to gain attention. But when you stay loud. It makes whoever you're talking to, whoever you're getting loud at, defensive, and that auto- automatically makes things combative. I mean, we're seeing that play out in real time and on live television every night for the last week and a half, right? So that's yep. that's the issue, right? It's, it's one thing to, to yell. It's another to keep yelling. I, I, that's exactly what I said earlier. I said I look at it from a marketing perspective. You have a message, and if you yell, people are going to hear it. 
and they're going to become aware yeah. of it. But if you yell at them all That's the time, right. they're going to turn off from your message and just realize right. that you're just a loud person they don't want to be around. So you That's have right. to continually adapt your marketing to get your message across. I mean, that's what commercials that's are exactly for. That's right. what they do. So I, that, that's, the, that's the way I try to look at that and say, look, if I want to get a message across and, and, and create a discussion of ideas, I'm not going to continually scream in somebody's face and out yell them. That You don't win anything that way. You, as a matter of fact, you turn yeah. off more people than you do win. So I agree with you. I Getting on more to football, um, as a guy that's been in the locker room and you know when the end of the career starts to come and you can see Father Time starting to grab you by the ankles, we look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers and now Jordan Love. Yep. Uh, thoughts on that dynamic? Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting how the mind of, of a general manager works. And um, he's got an agenda. He It's probably the right one. But without pre-informing a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, we on the outside were upset for Aaron. You know what I mean? We yeah. were like, oh, that's so unfair. You know, just get him another weapon. He can take another shot at a championship. And I got to tell you, Aaron handled this as good as you could have imagined. Right? I, I, I thought there would be, you know, a passive aggressiveness into how he addressed the Jordan Love drafting in the first round and moving up in the first round to draft him. But he he gave a conciliatory, you know, acceptance of what the future could be. And to be honest with you, isn't that what football is, right? And don't we don't we thrive on competition and uh, and the challenge of trying to prove it? And, and I know this from early in my career because they kept drafting guys to replace me, including a Heisman Trophy winner, and it made me better. You know what I mean? So in some ways, um, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have to prove that he needs to get better, but I think draft, the drafting of Jordan Love will prove to him that he has to get better, uh, and maybe that's good for the whole team. Now, it still doesn't address the, the skill position um, situation with the Green Bay Packers, but I think the way that he handled it diffused it for Jordan Love because it had to be really, it, it was going to be really awkward uh, for him walking in there if Aaron Rodgers hadn't said uh, what he said and how he said it. I uh, I look at the NFL and the possibility of playing without fans. I don't think the NFL uh, – do you think there's a plan B if indeed this pandemic, you know, reignites? Um, do you think the NFL yeah. would really play without fans in the stands? Or do yeah, you I think mean, because they, there's so much – Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they'd have to. And, God, I, 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 I don't know if I would be comfortable right now as a fan. As much as I love the game, and I, I go to like three or four a, a season, go, go to MetLife Stadium and see the Giants play, I don't know if I'd be comfortable walking into a, a stadium right now without a vaccine and without you know, the, the, the confidence that I was going to be safe. I mean, uh, you hear these stories all the time. I mean, friends of mine just went and played golf, and you know they, they, he, they sent me a note. And I'm like, there's somebody at the club that had coronavirus, and this was like three days later, and so now they're all worried that they might have been exposed in some capacity, even though the social distancing rules are put in place and all those other things, they're, they're worried about it. So there's an anxiousness that comes with, you know, being somewhere public where other people are. And so it, this, it feels like, and I'm sure you feel the same way that this is tamping down just a little bit, you know, it's not like it's gone, but it's, it's tamping down. Like our anxiety level is going down uh, slightly in this country as are the cases uh, and, and the deaths. But if it, if something came back, it's going to go right back to 100 percent. You know, that's that level where we were, you know, extraordinarily on edge 
two or three weeks ago. If, 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 if a spike comes back, we're going to go right back there, and there's no way people are leaving their houses. So yep. do I think the NFL has a plan B? I, I, I hope they do, uh, but right now they're acting as if they're operating as if everything is going to be okay, and I'm not sure that that's the prudent way to go. How bad, and then I'll let you go, but how bad was it in New York? Um, it was scary in New York. Um, and it was, you know, I'll give you a, the example. We, cause we're intercom and we're down on 345 Hudson and all of a sudden it was, all right, there's a salesperson on our floor that's tested positive coronavirus. And I'm thinking, I, I know him. I was in this meeting with him. Uh, I can't come to work anymore. And so the next day we're like, we need commerce from scenes. We're, we're, we're broadcasting from home. And, and that happened, you know, our, our, our bosses were amazing in getting it all set up. So we never really missed a beat, but then it just started growing and it was like one person, two, then 10, then 15, then 30. And then all of a sudden you, you get this, you get this, like your heart starts racing because you're so nervous. Um, and so that was just a microcosm of something that was much larger uh, in the entire city and really the state. So it, it got bad. And it's still, to an extent, a, a, a little bit bad. But New Yorkers have been great. Like they, they've stayed away. Like they, they haven't gone out. They haven't been, you know, uh, going against the protocols or the or the, or the rules. Um, the thing that makes it a little bit, you know, compounded is the protests that have resulted from the George Floyd situation. Uh, my buddy down in Soho, I feel for him. I'm a little bit scared for him because of all the looting that's been going on in his neighborhood and. It's, it's compounded by the fact that there's nobody else around, right? And police, mm-hmm. police presence isn't really there. And so the coronavirus compounded by the bad actors of the protesters. He's not, it's not the protesters or the demonstrators that are doing this. It's bad actors that are coming in on the heels of it. Uh, that combination has created a real dystopian-type feel in some parts of the city. It's, it's, it's odd. Um, uh, I'm lucky that I'm in Jersey, but I still feel it even though I'm from afar. Always great to talk, man. Great discussion. I appreciate it. Still listening on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks, Tiki, uh, for joining us for a couple minutes, okay? Anytime. Be well. Stay safe. Absolutely. You too. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Tiki Barber, former NFL running back, co-host of the Tiki and Tierney Show on CBS Sports Radio. Great discussion. Great discussion. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.